And what we do are something called conservation easements. And so the projects that we work on are permanently protected. So irregardless of who owns them, it will never ever be developed. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's okay, you can just do it. It's just just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not. Internet Airwaves. Okay then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, the previously mentioned only a few moments ago host of the show. Hey guys, I'm back. Uh, We tried it last week, but there were some major glitches, not only the website, but my mixer had like this when it just decided it didn't want to do anything. So we're live this week. It's good to have you on. So if you're listening to this show, you're listening one of three ways. You're listening through my website, markscalia.com, and thank you for that. And if you want to be more participant, if you want to be part of the chat, all you got to do is click that box that you are listening to, and that will send you right over to the broadcasting site, which is Mixler, M-I-X-L-R.com, and then you can sign in using a Facebook address and become part of the chat. And I got a bunch of listeners tonight. Hi, everybody. I see you. And the third way you can listen to this program is if you don't have the ability to listen live, you can listen to the slightly edited for time podcast version of the show. Mostly I edit it to make myself sound better. My guests are already good, but but I do that. And as every time I like to bring you guys up to speed about what's been going on over the past uh, week or two weeks or three weeks or four weeks, as the case would have it, I play... The Happening Now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? That's the When? Just now. Wear it now, now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. And because we tried to do the show last week, I had no guests scheduled. I was like, "Eh, I'm just going to talk to everybody and play games and stuff like that. And we were going to have some fun. But because the show, it was the show that didn't happen. So let's try this again. I am back from Canada. Oh, Canada. I was up there for two weeks in Ottawa and Toronto. And before that, I was in New Hampshire for two days and then Vermont. So I was on the road for about two and a half weeks, which, which was a ton of fun. And the only only real bad thing about being on the road that long is nothing, really. <laughs> but being in Canada, because our dollar is so much stronger than there, I went to the bank and it felt like I went to a proctologist. It was ridiculous. Like a third of it went bye. Just it and it hurt so bad. The other thing, I brought my Xbox with me because people were like, What are you doing? You bring Xbox Yeah, motherfucker, Xbox killed some Play Doh some playlo killed some halo playlist that's what i was doing plus i went swimming and working out and all that which is good because when i came back i had an eye exam i had a dental check 
just and I had a physical today. And the doctor's like, well, we don't have to do the invasive. And I'm like, hey, don't worry about doing invasive. I'm not 50 yet, doctor. And put that hand back in your pocket, you freak show. So I'm back and doing all that stuff. I did want to talk about this. The Olympics are happening. I think opening ceremony is Friday. And somebody posted a video on YouTube about how much trouble the the, the Brazilians are having with the torch. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it. But they're running and people are falling. They just drop and they and they drop the torch, of course. And I don't think it went out. But there was a guy in a wheelchair, and then the wheelchair locked up, and the guy fell out of the wheelchair. And the funny thing is, the guy got up almost, and I'm like, I don't think you need that fucking wheelchair, dude. They had somebody with a fire extinguisher trying to put out the Olympic torch. <laughs> what is wrong with people? This is a way that we can get together and healthy competition and experience the amazingness of humanity. It's a wonderful thing that the Olympics are. Or it can be. And these guys are trying to put up the fucking fire. I piss on the Olympic torch. I don't put that fucking shit out. I just hate that Olympic torch. So, uh, and it's been hot. I left and my wife's like, oh, don't worry about it. We don't need the air conditioner. The day I leave, 90 degrees, like the whole week. So, And we're going to go back to some heat, which is nice. And the other thing I realized when I was up there, everybody is doing the whole fucking pokemon go oh my god i didn't even know what it was until the very first night it was in ottawa and um somebody's like oh i'm doing the pokemon go i'm like it's not even available in canada yet and they literally hacked an app just so they could play it and i screamed at this woman i mean she was yeah i I go who's playing pokemon and it's like her friend's like she's playing it now i like do you realize how much porn there is on the internet and you're wasting your time with fucking imaginary creatures what is wrong with people? Speaking of what the fuck is wrong with people, I leave and this whole country's fucking whacking out. Between the DNC, the RNC, everything's fucking nightmares, man. It's just, I can't even follow it anymore. It's, it's not even worth even talking about at this point because it's in fucking insane. What, we have to have a Trump... Trumpimon Go, where you can download the app on your phone and then capture Muslims and Hispanics. <laughs> uh, the whole sense of country is, you know, it's so weird. It's national. I appreciate nationalism, but I don't know. We, we've you've looked at the world as one big place for such a long time, and now it's got to come back. And now it's got to be like, well, we don't care about the whole world. We just we take care of your own. Uh, my brother just typed in, I got in trouble for t- telling a girl I had a Pokemon spawn point in my pants. <laughs> I told her to grab grab a fee, poke balls, and catch whatever you want. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with people? I am not reading any comments from the chatters tonight. I am not. But here's what I'm going to do. I want to get to the guest. Because we have a really, really funny, amazing comedian. Not even comedian, actor as well, but I'll get into that. Penny Oswin is going to be joining us. But before she does, I'm going to play a game with you. And guys, we have not played this, so I'm looking forward to it. You know what we haven't played in a while? Sounds like sax to me.
Ah, that intro needs to be a little shorter. <laughs> this is a game where I like to play um, a saxophone solo, and you have to guess the song and the artist, because, of course, saxophones are underutilized. As of when I grew up, saxophones were in every single song. How about this one? And you guys are playing against each other. See who's the baddest, the baddest mama jamma in the group. Here we go. Karen got a glamorous life by who? Sheila E. You know this game sacks, man. Yeah. Karen is killing it tonight. Ash versus Isis. Pull out a Charizard and point their ass. I'm fucking. I'm told you, I'm not going to read the chat. That's one. How about this one? This one's trickier. This one's a newer one. Oh, I know you're not going to get that one. I think it was in like a Target and I heard it. I popped my phone up and I popped in Shazam. I didn't even know it. Sadie. No, it's not Sadie. <laughs> it's, this one, I got to help you. Uh, Simply Red put that out. Not sure. Elevator song number four. Oh, now Karen's just, look at Karen. Karen gets one off the bat and she's like a badass all of a sudden. Well, you know something? I'm just going to play it then. It's called Something Got Me Started by Simply Red. It's not in the loop. This, it's not in the loop. This is what they do. Yeah. <laughs> Theme from Shaft, played by Samuel Jack. Stop it. My brother with the fucking snakes on a plane again. Why am I reading only his chats? Anyway, here's the last one. So far, Karen's winning this game. You may get this one. This was an older one, and it's a classic. 25 seconds worth of saxophone. Simply awful. <laughs> and, and please don't say, please don't say Saturday Night Live. Please don't say that. <laughs> it's one of my favorite songs that he puts out. Anyone? Let's say. Lick My Love Pump by Nigel Tufnell. <laughs> oh, fucking Josh. What is that? Is that a saxophone in there? My brother said it's Van Morrison. Paul said it's Van Morrison. But I need the name of the song, gentlemen. I can't think of the name. Well, Karen's like lightning round tonight. We're probably, well, because we're on the same server. That's why she's so fast. <laughs> For the rest of my life. Crazy Love. No. That's another song I love by Van Morrison, Crazy Love. Van Morrison moving on. No, I want to move on. I may have to give that to Paul uh, and to my brother, unless my brother can actually. No, Paul can't do it. All right, no points. Okay, moving on. Ah, uh, moving on. That was Tupelo Honey.
She's an angel. <laughs> All right. That was sounds like sex to me, guys. So I will have to give uh, living in a van Morrison down by the river. <laughs> you know, I haven't seen you guys in like fucking a month. I got to catch up. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to read some of the comments off air. But we're going to take our first break. And during the break, we're going to get a little sampling of uh, comedian guest Penny Oswin. You are listening to Radio Regardless. We'll be right back. From 1981 to 1992, saxophone usage and songs were 9 out of 10. However, since 1993, modern-day songs featuring saxophones have decreased 87%. Because of this, most of today's saxophones have been abandoned, and some, homeless. At the United Saxophone Usage of America, we provide songs for saxophones. For just pennies a day, you can help these instruments desperately in need. Meet Kenny. Falling on tough times, he performs in adult films. Thanks to your contributions, he is playing in the rendition of Greece for the Robin Kowalski Middle School. Our mission at USUA is to get saxophone usage back to what it was over two decades ago. Please give to the United Saxophone Usage of America, because we can all use a little more sax. Hey, this is Tommy Amato, and you're listening to Radio Irregardless with my good friend, Mark Scalia, or Scalia, or whatever the fuck he wants to call his guinea ass. So my dad is like a 13-year-old trapped into a 55-year-old place Pokemon still. <laughs> so he goes to me at dinner the other night, and he's like, by the way, I caught on YouTube today. Best day of my life. <laughs> There's no punchline. This is real life. <laughs> so he has an Instagram, and he actually Instagrammed that his Charmeleon turned into a Charizard. Hashtag life is good. <laughs> And the only person you wake up next to and is concerned about you is Netflix. <laughs> Are you still watching? <laughs> You're back at Radio Wear, regardless, with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And joining me, the very funny, aforementioned, aforelistened to, Miss Penny Oswin, everyone. How are you, Penny? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm enjoying the chat that these crazy people post in the <laughs> fucking feed. Uh, and you're there, so you can see it all. It's crazy over there. Yeah, I, I'm like looking at them, I'm like, yeah, these are some interesting folks. Hi, people. <laughs> yeah, they're all they're all very interesting. Tell Charmander, uh, tell her Charmander turns into Charizard. Yes, no, no, Charmeleon turns into Charizard. I know my Pokemon. I play Pokemon Go like every day, man. <laughs> you do. I actually I saw your Facebook feed, and you have more pictures of Pokemon than I've ever seen. I don't even know there were that many at all. Yeah. <laughs> I screenshot a lot of them. I, I, I screenshot a lot of things. Like, it, like 
first it was like Bumble and Tinder, and now it's and like weird shit I see on the internet, and now it's Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> most people, most people like do. They're like, oh, this is my new boyfriend. This is my new puppy. This is my Pokemon. I caught, I caught another one. These are all the Pokemon that I own. Oh God, like <laughs> how, how many do you own? Oh, let me go check. <laughs> I gotta go check my Pokedex, guys. Oh my God. Well, mean, hold on, is it a poke de- a Pokedex? Yeah, it's called a Pokedex, where it like keeps track of like all your Pokemon. I I caught eighty. You'd... What? Yeah. Fuck. I mean, I walk around a lot, so I just do it when I'm walking because it's fun. <laughs> I don't walk that often. I would have to drive. I'm from New York. I walk like everywhere. <laughs> You know Pokédex? Have you ever heard the term Rolodex? Yeah, like Rolodex of Hate. That's what Bianca... There's a drag queen has a Rolodex of Hate. No. Yeah. <laughs> a Rolodex is an address book. I know. And it was, in a, it, was in, it was in a weird... It was just... Everybody's so young. I'm so old. You know what's funny? I actually knew all the Pokémon when, when I was younger because I watched all the shows. Right. You know, I know Pinkachu and uh, I love Squirtle. Yeah, he's like loves... everywhere in Cambridge. <laughs> Squirtles everywhere. Yep. What's the hardest one to find so far? Oh God. Um. Well, the thing is, is that, um, like, apparently, I found a Kabuto at Harvard Square, and I didn't realize how rare that was. I found a Kabuto at Harvard Square. Kabuto, and it's like a devil crab, and it's kind of creepy. It's like a how I describe it, like a horseshoe crab with like devil eyes. And it was in Harvard Square. And then people were like, oh, my God, that's really rare. And I'm like, really? Oh, yeah, it is. Well, I've been to Harvard Square a lot, and I found a lot of strange shit. <laughs> no, I've seen, like, weirder shit in Central Square. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Josh said, women with real orgasmo is the hardest to find. <laughs> it sounds like Josh sounds like a personal problem. Uh, Squirtle, no, I'm not reading that one, Paul. I am not reading that one. Okay, I'm going to stop reading. So let's oh talk my about God, you guys. it's. It's horrible. <laughs> it's just, usually, my they're much more highbrow than this. I don't know what has happened. It's because I haven't been on in a while. So, Betty, let's talk about you. First of all, you're originally from New York, and now you live in Boston, yeah. and you're a comedian yeah. and you're an actor. Yeah, I do. I just had my improv graduation last night, so I've just finished level six um, at Improv Boston. And, um, yeah, I've, let's see, I've been doing improv for three years, stand up for four years. Now, what, yeah. when you say level six, what, how does. Well, the thing is, is that, um, I guess like an improv, I guess like to like, usually, I guess to like, you know, get you like, we're ready to be part of like a main stage show that you have to oh. go through like training, like levels one through six. Oh, so they're like, cla- okay, the classes. classes. All right. Gotcha. Yeah. So now since I've completed my improv education training, it's like, well, like. I think I'm just going to move on to like doing sketch and um, screenplay and write and like, you know, maybe like producing a screenplay. So it'd be fun. Cool. I, I didn't realize they kind of taught classes on that format before. I just thought you just went and hung out. I didn't, I didn't even realize that. And I've been here for years. <laughs> yeah. They have classes. They have, a, they have a whole comedy school. Comedy school. I'm... <laughs> I know. Right. It's like, a, I don't know. <sighs> like, I taught, obviously, like, I taught myself stand-up, and 
New York City, which is probably the hardest place to like even get started because mm. it'll just chew you up and spit you out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, I've taught stand-up. You can teach stand-up. I just don't, I just, you can teach a lot of crafts, but it's like teaching, you can teach the mechanics of it. But to teach somebody to be funny is not the no, same. No, I, like, compl- I yeah. 100% agree with that. You can't teach someone to be funny. They have to naturally be funny. Or you can teach them the mechanics so they can do a reasonable facsimile. I know, but like, it's funny because like back in New York when I went to say, oh, this person went to Gotham Comedy School. And they weren't even funny. Yes. Was- <laughs> yeah, schools. Like, okay. Well, you know, it's like any education. It's like, I, you know, I have a degree from so-and-so. And then <laughs> you're like, yeah, you're you're stupid. I don't understand how you got a degree. You have a master's yeah. in bullshit is what you got. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Like, I mean, apparently there, there was like a college. I can't remember which college I was going to offer like a show, like a course in comedic arts. And I'm like. Well, like, you can't, I don't want to, like, pay money, like, that much money to learn stand-up. I I mean, it sucks because, like, back in New York, you actually have to pay to do open mics. Yeah. You have to pay. Oh, yeah. I'm like, that's yeah. bullshit. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah, because I, I was in New York for a while, and they would, well, technically, they would do bringer shows. Oh, those were the worst. That's how I started out, yeah. actually. Yeah. Where you yeah. bring one, and then each person has to do a two-drink minimum. <laughs> Which is but I didn't do comedy for a while in New York because of, like I was so because I started in college and then like I'm like fuck I have to graduate. <laughs> so um, was yeah. was comedy cutting into your cutting into your college? No, so the thing is, it was, I mean, the thing was that um, also the whole bringer show thing. Like I mm. couldn't, I didn't have ten friends back in New York. I didn't. <laughs> I have 10 people to bring. They're like, fuck this. I don't want to spend $50 to watch your stand-up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, for, for four minutes or five minutes or... Oh, my God. So you, you were doing stand-up in New York, but now you're here, and uh, you were in the studio. What other places have you played in the Boston area? I did the Buren, and I did the... Well, my first like book show here, it took a while, but my first book show here was at the Once Lounge in Somerville, and that was a great, great show. Um... Let's see. I did the Buren. I did the comedy studio. I did. Um, I'm doing Thunderbar tomorrow, and um, I'm just trying to think. I did the comedy. Um, I did the new comedy show at Lincoln Bar in Brighton, which was a lot of fun. Yep. So yeah, I mean, I've only been here ten months, so it's just been like a bit of a transition. Yeah. Just, oh yeah, and I was. I did Improv Boston. I did Laughter Risk, and that was. Great. What uh, what made you change from New York to Boston? Um, I couldn't afford New York anymore. And <laughs> it's really fucking expensive. It, yeah, yeah, it is. And le- even rent control department's still expensive. My, like, was living in a dumpster cost a million dollars there. <laughs> you had a dumpster? Oh, lucky. Most most people have a shoebox with, yeah, with no actually, cover. No, I had the shoeboxes. You- and like, yeah, I basically had like the oh my god you should have seen my apartment on 23rd park avenue south that i split with two other girls and (laughs) it was like the tiniest apartment probably like just the size of like my kitchen and like my room like combined and it was people don't people don't understand i have a friend lives in new york and her apartment is so small 
they were like mandatory threesomes and you weren't even trying you would have no choice but either watch or directly participate that was like the only option oh yeah like my sister is still in new york and her apartment is like so tiny and like i mean it's actually not a bad size it's just that like compared to my place in somerville like when i first like was like you know i, I took a sublet when i first moved here and then um i was looking i was like oh it was like just one month one month sublet and i had to like you know move out mm-hmm. and then i found this place in somerville and I'm like, oh, my God, I can move my arms in here. I'm taking it. <laughs> That's fucking funny. <laughs> so you love in Boston now, in, in, uh, in contrast? Yeah, I really love it here. I mean, I got just so overwhelmed with New York. It's just so expensive. I can go broke in a day. I couldn't even, like, afford. Like, I, after a while, I was just, like, bumming around my ex-boyfriend and, like, um, you know, staying at my grandpa's place like a lot. And then I was just like, you know, fuck it. Like, I, I can't live like this. And I actually like, stayed in New Jersey for a while, too. I was like, Ooh. fuck it. I can't live like this. Like, fuck the New Jersey Transit. MTA, like, the fucking L train <laughs> won't run on weekends. Like, uh, fuck this shit. I'm out of here. Well, you know, the bot. Well, that's the thing I noticed. Like, when I, when I was in New York, I absolutely loved their transit system. Here, you wait for a train. Anything more than 10 minutes is normal. In New York, you wait any more than three minutes, there's a problem somewhere. Yeah, but um, like I said, usually on weekends is where like, it would get really fucked mm. up. Mm. But, um, I mean, I just need to live like a slower life because I just really need to like go. My All my friends were here anyway, and I was just traveling so much to Boston as it was. I'm just like, fuck it. I just like, I should just move if all my friends are here. Yeah. So, well, you're doing all right. I mean, you did the improv thing. You graduated you're at level six. Apparently, my brother said level six is dungeon master. I don't know what that is. What the so, yes, I'm the dungeon what, master. What, what is this, Josh? Improv is like Scientology with levels. Come on, stop it. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of comments compare <laughs> improv and Scientology. Like, you're part of a cult. I mean, honestly, like, I'm, I mean, I really, like, feel like improv has improved my stand-up but, and, like, make me want to do, like, sketch comedy, but I'm probably just yeah. not going to pursue it for a while because I, I'm just, like, I'd rather do stand-up. I got to be honest. I've been doing stand-up for 26 years, and when I first started, there were improv groups and yes. it's very difficult to do and to do it very well. It's very difficult. But oh, it's when so I, difficult. But when I see a troupe, I'm like, guys, you're not doing improv anymore. It's sketch. And yeah. they keep the same bits and they do them over and over. And they're like, oh, we're so, you know, and, and not all improv groups, but uh, because I'm a stand-up, I'm very biased against improv troops. I'm very biased against it. Right. And it's like, at least I'm telling you about it. It's like, I don't want to build a wall or anything. But certainly, I just, uh True improv is real improv. Just make it up. And, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. But the more you do improv games, the more you do um, short form, it does become sketch, especially if you work with the same people. So I completely agree. I, I wouldn't like. I mean, I tried out for. Oh my god! I did the improv Boston audition. I completely failed. Oh my god! It was horrible. How did you, how did you fail in improv? I just blanked out on stage, and also there were just other people there. Like, look at me! Look at me! And I'm like. Oh, oh my god! There's just too many people on stage too. So people, everyone's just like kind of like battling each other. Like, oh, look at me, look at me. Yeah, yeah, and that's at least stand up. It's you say, look at me, and there's only you. Yeah, I mean, what um, what 
I feel like the thing with improv is that it's actually helped me create characters and like do impressions. Yeah. That's uh, helped me develop my dumpster whore character, Katarina. So <laughs> I've, I saw that. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Penny has this character. It's, it's, it's dumpster whore is the character. She's Slovenian, not Russian, correct? If no, she's, I, so she's Russian. Oh, she is Russian. Oh, she goes, don't call me Slovenian. <laughs> Oh, don't tell me Katarina, because she gets very upset if you call her a different name. Svetlana. She gets, she gets upset if you call her Svetlana. <laughs> she gets very upset. So if you guys have a chance, actually, what I can do is um, I'll find uh, I'll find that in the email, and I'll put that in the chat. And you know something? While I'm doing that, let's take our second break, and when we come back, we're going to listen a little bit more about Penny, talk about her dating life. <laughs> which oh, is, great. <laughs> which is, it's really, it's I love this next bit is Fucking hysterical. And then I'm going to play a little game with her and find out a little bit more. You were listening to Radio Irregardless. We'll be right back. He gives out Christmas presents in July. He was born 18 weeks early. He'll ask for the bill after giving a menu. Once finished the Focus T25 workout in four minutes. He is the most impatient man in the world. I don't often watch movies, but when I do, it's in fast forward. Stay thirsty, my friend. Hey, this is Dan Gilbert. You're listening to Radio Irregardless featuring Mark Scalia. Uh, why? So it's a really bad idea to go on Tinder on your period. Because, you know, let's just say you swipe right for a guy and he's like, hey girl, let me buy you a drink. I'm like, ah, fuck you! <laughs> no, wait, come back. I want to fuck you. <laughs> so I hate on Tinder when guys ask me what I'm looking for. So, so I usually say Waldo. <laughs> your comedic background, but it shouldn't get in the way of me trying to learn about who you genuinely are and what you want. And I said, this bores me. And he said, whether you're bored or not, your conduct is inconsiderate. I reflect poorly on you. I am not interested and suggest you treat people better going forward. Wow, I did not realize I found my principal on Tinder. And you're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was Penny Oswin talking about her dating experiences on Tinder. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm married. Uh, so funny. You know, it's, it's a bad thing. And I say this to all the comics and the guests I have on. I go, I only have about a minute. I got to shave down bits. So I got to kind of cut them and kind of move them a little bit. And it's like the whole bit. It's like it goes on. It keeps going. There's much more. And that's why you got to follow Penny. You can free stalk her if you want. She, I'm sure she'll appreciate that. On Twitter and Instagram, she's at Penny Oswin. On 
Tumblr. She's at, is it at? No, it's Penny Oswin. Penny Oswin, just, just my name. Oh, it's not at, so you can't do an at. I, I don't do Tumblr. What is Tumblr? Is it pictures? Yeah, pictures. I post Pokemon. I just started posting. Well, actually, I was like half asleep when I decided to like post my Pokemon names of like RuPaul's Drag Race theme because I really like that show. And I was like half asleep when I did it. And then I got like almost 500 notes on Tumblr. <laughs> what is this? Uh, I have an iPhone 6 and an Xbox One. And I'm afraid Suri and Cortana are talking about me when I leave the room. What the fuck? Because they probably are. <laughs> anyway. So, Penny, we kind of sidetracked a lot. We talked about Pokemon, talked about your career and stuff like that. And we talked a little bit about your improv and stuff like that. So, you said you went to college. Which college did you go to? I meant to ask I you that. I went to Fashion Institute of Technology. I thought that I really wanted to do, like, be an art student. But that's, like, the most stereotypical New York thing I've said. <laughs> and that uh, didn't work out. No? So, nope. Is that why you like RuPaul's Drag Race? Is That's a fashion thing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, like, I like to dress up a lot. And I just, like, I guess, like, I have a good fashion sense from, like, being in New York City. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I guess it just didn't work out. Like, I thought I wanted to do art and illustration. And then I just, like, was like, nope. Like, I couldn't find work doing it. I just, like, I struggled way too much where I was like, I need to do something else that will be more lucrative. So then I actually like went to writing and um, writing and marketing, and now it's working better. So yes, I am not a starving artist. I can <laughs> afford to go to Whole Foods <laughs> and pay my rent. There you go. Kim Santa would like to know, what's Penny's favorite color? My favorite color is black. <laughs> Black's really not a color, but I'd say, um, God, I'm really not a fan of bright colors. So, um, I'd say, I mean, the brightest color I'll, I'll wear is red. So, Penny's favorite color would be as close to black as you can get. Yes. <laughs> I had a debate with somebody because I was really into the science and stuff like that when I was a kid. And I, primary colors, as soon as I figured out that primary colors, you could mix them together and make other colors, I lost mm -hmm. my shit. It was the most amazing thing. It blew my mind. And there's a huge debate. If white is a color or not, white is, I guess, the absence of all color. And no, black is the absence of all color, and white is just all the colors. So it's the right. other way. So it's the opposite way. That's the thing. Because I yeah. always thought black was all colors and white was the absence of color. No. I love the this conversation is turned. You're welcome. Yeah, because Kim asked a question and then it spins. So we're going to play a game that I actually wrote today. It's called penny for your thoughts so here's a penny for your thoughts a nickel for a kiss a dime if you tell me that you love me do you know who sings that no that is tavares okay it's just it's just like you fucking tavares it was just amazing group from the 70s fuck it anyway <laughs> penny for your thoughts nickel for your kiss dime if you tell me if you love me and a quarter is everything else. So it's real. Money went longer then. Anyways, now, Penny, here's what we're going to play. I'm going to ask you these questions that have to do with Penny. And you're going to be playing directly against my audience. As you may have already figured out, because you're online as well, the broadcasting site is on a delay. So people will be listening on a delay, whereas you and I are speaking almost instantaneous. So if you know the answer, you can just blurt it out, bing, bang, boom. But they have to hear it, then figure it out, then type it. That's your advantage, that you're faster. The disadvantage is more of them than of you. <laughs> so, okay. All right. So here's the first one. 
First of all, this would be the setup question. Do you know why a penny is called a penny? Uh, let's see. It's worth, well, hmm. <laughs> I, a lot of people don't know why a penny is called a penny, but I actually researched I did not know until I researched it. Okay, I'm this. worth one cent. It's actually called a one cent piece. The term penny comes from the British who call their coins pence. Right. And the original British penny was worth one two hundred and fortieth of a pound. Now it's worth a hundredth. But when we made our one cent pieces, the penny thing stuck. So how about this one? This is the first question. Now get ready, people. Who said a penny saved is a penny earned? Jeez, I'm having a brain fart, man. <laughs> Let's see what the audience has to say. No, don't let them get it because they're brutal. They just and they okay. they 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 taunt too. <laughs> and you have a computer; you can type faster. Google it. I don't care. Cheap. It's true. <laughs> Why am I so slow? A Hold penny on. saved. Josh Rosenberg said Franklin. So that means he gets it right. So he gets this. Penny. 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 <laughs> What's wrong? Nothing. He gets it right. So, but of course, you get this. Penny. 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 That's just wrong. <laughs> there we go. I spent all day doing these. Anyway. <laughs> I just came back from Canada. Canada in 2012 got rid of all their pennies. They don't use pennies anymore. They round up or they round down. Name at least two other countries that do not use pennies. I have like seven. She's typing. I can hear you. Okay. It's still fine. All right. Let's see this. See if you, you know, know before they stop do. Stop using it. So hold on, hold on. Uh, uh, Australia. Yeah. And? Brazil. Ah, and? England. Josh got one Israel. See if you can name more than them. So you have. Denmark. And Denmark. And <laughs> you know, someone give it. I'll give it to you. I will give it to you. Nothing. You got it right. So that's one apiece so far. There we go. <laughs> if you can't, if you, if you don't know it, type it. The Czech Republic, really? Anyway, Finland. Finland's one of them. Yes. Here we Finland, go. Yeah. We're moving on. Here's the next one. I'm going to name a director, and you have to name three of the movies that this director has made. I have four. I'll give you some hints on them. Uh, do you know who Penny Marshall is? You sound familiar. Penny, she played Laverne from Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> she oh, did. okay. Yes. I think as Gary Marshall just died. I think. Yes. Gary Marshall. Just, and were they, I want to say they're brother and sister. I don't, I don't think they're married. Anyway. So Penny Marshall directed a few movies. See if you can, wait a minute. Fa they're father and daughter? No, they're not, are they? I Now, my brother said A League of Their Own, so that one's out. So name three Penny Marshall movies. This one starred Robert De Niro, Robin Williams, and Vin Diesel, of all people. That's a weird combination. Yeah. I didn't realize that um, Vin Diesel was in that movie until I actually saw a clip. Yeah, League of Their Own. So you have one, and the audience has one. Just give me one more. Uh, oh, Awakenings and Big Shit. I'll tell you what. Name the last one, which is the most obscure one. Preacher's Ho. That's not a movie, Josh. No, the Preacher's Wife. She didn't direct that one. Oh. No. <laughs> it's a terrible fucking movie. 
It is an absolutely god-awful, terrible movie. So I didn't miss out much. No, you didn't. Like, I don't think anybody's ever saw it. It's actually named after a Rolling Stone song. Jumpin' Jack Flash. That is correct, and I'm going to give it to you. What's wrong? Nothing. That piece of crap with Drew Barrymore. Oh, that was in Riding in Cars with Boys, I think it was. Hi, Brian. I I know him from New York. He's another comic in New York City. Hi, Brian. Uh, I was like, Brian Roth is on. I don't know, Brian. But he's come from New York, so he's doing all right. He's my friend. Oh, gee, he could have went with you. He could have been a bringer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he did the the shows together back in New York City, so. Nice. Well, welcome, Brian. And Brian, see if you can beat her on this one. How about this one? I'm going to give you the hint all around this, and you're probably going to get this easy. Let me see if I can figure out how to say this one without giving it to you. There is a cartoon character named Penny, and she helps her spy uncle with his missions, but never gets any credit. Name the cartoon that she is from. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I feel... Never mind. Inspector Gadget. Yeah, Brian already got it. (laughs) Penny, that's just wrong. <laughs> wow. You got to get this one. Here we go. And I'm going to go really quick because if I give it any more, the audience is going to get it. So hopefully they'll go. So are you ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Commonly known in the U.S. as Chicken Little, it is a folktale about a chicken that believes the world is coming to an end. Fuck. Chicken Little? It, it's commonly known as Chicken Little in the U.S., but it's got another name. It's got your name in it. Oh, Penny Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Penny the Chicken. Penny Penny what? No, it's Henny Penny. Uh. Penny. <laughs> Penny. Penny. <laughs> That's just wrong. That's just wrong. Henny Penny. Now, here's the thing about Henny Penny. It's known as Henny Penny, but in the U.S., it's known as Chicken Little. And oh, it's, okay. it, it's that's why we don't know it like that. But there are many different versions of the story, which I kind of knew but didn't realize it. One is that the chicken eats lunch one day. Uh, the story starts off with a chicken's eating lunch and believes the sky is falling because an acorn falls on his head. Her head, actually. She decides to tell the king. So on the journey to go meet the king, she meets other animals. And the animals all have rhyming names like... Cocky Locky and Goosey Lucy and Foxy Locky. Okay, really familiar. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. I just, I just I didn't. I guess I just haven't like been on children's books for a while. <laughs> so here's the funny thing. There are so many endings to this story. One of the best endings, or the the most scary, mis- and this is for children. This is actually originally a Grimm's tale. That's where they. Right. Where, so Foxy Locky eats the chicken's friends. But Cocky Locky, Cocky Locky survives and warns the chicken. In the quote-unquote happy ending version, the moral is to not be chicken, to have the courage. And, and in some versions, the moral is actually interpreted to mean don't believe that everything you are told. So the chicken jumps to a conclusion and whips everybody into a frenzy. But it's a really fucking bizarre game. It's that is really weird. The shit we fucking tell children. And I'm surprised we ever made it out of the dark ages, all this shit. <laughs> Fucking, oh, yeah, by the way, the sky's falling. Well, you're like, the chicken's an idiot. And then the chicken gets fucking eaten by a fox. You're like, well, the chicken's really fucking stupid. And the moral of the story is, don't be stupid. <laughs> I guess, which is a great version for kids. So 
So here's what I'm going to do, Penny. I'm going to tabulate all these scores. We're going to take a third or final break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Penny and ask her about the three things I love asking all my guests about. Tell us about your first time, your best time, and your worst time. You are listening to Radio Regardless. We'll be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and still on the Skype line, <laughs> Miss Penny Oswin. Okay. Do you prefer Miss or Ms? Some, I've always got to ask that. Uh... I don't know. I'm not married, so I don't know. <laughs> Ma'am. 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 Very funny Ma'am. comedian Ma'am. actor, Penny Oswin. Let's just dispense with the formalities. We're friends at this point. We learned about Henny Penny and all that stuff. So, Penny, I did tabulate the scores, and unfortunately, you came up a little short. So I have to play you this. Wrong, sir. Wrong. <laughs> you get nothing. You lose Good day, sir. <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know why he says sir twice in there. So, sir. So you lose. The audience beat you by the slimmest of marges. Marges. I'm fucking tired. Yeah, I kind of figured they That's would fine. beat me. So, Penny, before I go, and one more time, follow her on Twitter and Instagram. She's at Penny Oswin, O-S-Win. Uh, and she's also on Tumblr with the same name, Penny Oswin. And even on Facebook, maybe you could do a friend request. Just her and Netflix right now. It's the only page she likes. And Pokemon yeah. Go, that's the other one. So. And RuPaul's Drag Race. And RuPaul's Drag Race, that's the whole thing. So, Benny, before we let you go, a couple things. We do want to find out what you got coming up. But before that, tell the listening audience and myself, if you would, tell us about your first time, your best time, and your worst times. And you can, because you're an actor and a comic, you can combine you can combine both stories or you can intermix or whatever you choose. So tell us those if you would. Of course. So first time I was on stage, um, it was actually, it's actually a really funny story how I got into stand up. So I was living in New York at the time and I was just coming back from the pharmacy and a guy was just standing outside my apartment like, excuse me, miss. And like, I walked away and he's like, oh, what? You run away, bitch. <laughs> Fucking bitch. I ran, and actually, I was—I live right next to the People's Improv Theater. They're having an open mic, so actually, I hid from the weirdo outside my apartment. <laughs> that is a brilliant. I fucking love that you hid from the weirdo. So it, it was like it was like this show called Vicious Cycle, where we had about a minute or two on stage, and um, that was the very first time. <laughs> <laughs> That is a great story. I swear to God, I love oh. you. And then, yeah, um, it was from there. I mean, all my friends before that were telling me I should just do stand-up. And, and actually, when 
Uh, it actually goes back to like seventh grade where I took a stand up class. But that was like, I'm just saying, that was my first formal time, like, oh. at an open mic on stage. You know, comedy has saved my life in a wonderful sense, but comedy actually fucking saved your life. It, just... it did, literally. <laughs> that is um, hysterical. So let's see, I'm trying to think of the best time on stage. Um, I'd say. Again, my recent gig at the comedy studio was probably like that. The one that I sh- like that video that I sent you was like, I mean, that's like probably the best room in Boston. I like the best. And I, every time I go there, I have the best time ever. But that, again, that was like my debut, and I feel like that, like just like the energy in the room was amazing. Like, God, that was just such a great show. Wow, it was a fun room. And yeah, I love everyone there. Um, Rick Jenkins is amazing. Andrea too. She really good friends. Hi, Andrea. But um, the worst time. <laughs> I don't know if anything's going to beat the first time. <laughs> um. Oh God, I feel like there. Oh yeah. So I performed at Katarina's Middle East and forgot my entire set. That was terrible. <laughs> when you're in character and you forget everything on stage. That's a nightmare. <laughs> you couldn't improv your way out of it? <laughs> I completely, because I overthought my whole thing. I just over, I was practicing too much when I was home. I oh. didn't even, like, think of it. I don't know. The improv part of my brain just shut off. <laughs> I don't know what happened. But when you're in character and you forget shit, you're fucked. But so tell us, no, wait a minute. So elaborate a little bit. So you went on stage, you forgot yourself. How'd it go? What happened? Um, I tried to use a little, like, I was just like, you know, I, I drank too much vodka. <laughs> all I just kept saying. And, like, I forgot. All, my jokes were just not on point. I forgot <laughs> everything. And I was just like, oh. But I still had to do it because I was I had my four minutes on stage, so I just made the best of it. Oh. And I made it out alive, obviously. Spoilers. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, it was terrible because I forgot everything. Oh, my God. You've done the character since on stage, right? Yeah, yeah. No, like, the first time I did it at Middle East was great. Um, <laughs> then I did it at Laughterisk, which went pretty all right. But the fact that they, like, I was just like, I opened the show as Katarina, and I'm like, she's pretty dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't know if that's, like, opening material, but I still did it. <laughs> Uh, Brian said that he was the creepy guy, by the way. <laughs> goes, yeah, I, Brian, I was... you're, you're, you were fine. I mean, I didn't meet Brian until I was at New York Comedy Club, so. New York Comedy Club? Oh, my God. What a great idea, making a closet a club. What a cool oh, God. It's, like, literally, like, just, like, this, like, really dark room. It's, like, <laughs> Mm. it's so dark and dingy i love it it is um, and it's like there's a mo- people joke like i'm not joking that's Dude. where i started out so yeah. i mean i didn't know any better when i was starting out with comedy oh yeah and then of course you know you go to stand up new york and it's completely different you go to caroline's it's completely different yeah and they're like nice clubs they're not dark they're well lit it's like the floors and sticky it's <laughs> it's under new management but some of those shows could be brutal in the old days. They were. What was the guy who used to run it? He was very odd. It was um, like Al something. Al, that's it. Yeah, it was Al. He was, oh, yeah, he was like, uh, okay, you're going to go on stage soon. <laughs> I'm like, really? It's creepy. 
it was an interesting place, but it I was. still got stage time, even though I had the bringer. Yeah, bring. yeah. But now you're in now you're in Boston. You're doing very well. And again, I just put your stuff. Did I put it up again? Again, follow Penny around. And Penny, thanks for being part of the show. It's so funny to have you on. And uh, yeah. I look, I you know, our circles may be a little a little a little uh, different. Like you're playing mostly in Cambridge and Somerville, and I'm actually I'm playing mostly north. I haven't ventured into Boston in forever, but I'm surprised. I mean, like. It was like a bit of adjustment with my humor when I first moved here because, like, um, I feel like I, I don't know. Like, with New York, you just be as blunt as you want, but here it's like kind of like got to polish things up a bit. Yep. And I've kind of pushed myself to do that. I think I like, you know, again, improv, you know, so like has helped me with that. So, yeah, um, what was I going to say? But I guess I do have a bunch of upcoming shows, so I can do a shameless self-promotion. Oh, yeah, let's do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I let you go, that's the other thing. Thank you for reminding me. So where can our listening audience find you? Where are you performing over the next couple months, couple, you know, couple tomorrow, weeks? Tomorrow, I'm going to be at, I'm going to have a feature set at Thunder Bar. And Thunder Bar is in Somerville? No, that is in Austin. Oh, Austin. I'm sorry. It was voted one of the best comedy clubs in um, the Boston area. It's a great, great room. Um, hold on. I'm going to... I know I made a post about this on my Facebook, so I have to like remind myself. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I'm just trying to think, because I know I have... I don't know, I just have like, a lot going on. I'm just like, oh, I, got a... I know I definitely wrote this down somewhere on my Facebook, so I could... Um... Tell people and they can stalk me. Yeah, yeah. You Let's need, see. You need um, let me go through my pictures of Pokemon. <laughs> um, let me, let me get through my that, Pokemon and find out where my job is. <laughs> well, let me just like you know um, get through like all these pictures that I like. I'm just like okay. Here we go. Okay. Um. So. I'll be hosting um, Refuge Comedy. Um, it's my first hosting gig at Refuge Cafe in Alston. Congratulations. On August 14th at 4 p.m. Oh, it's an early show. Yeah, it's a day show at a cafe, so I can oh. actually caffeinate. And that's uh, Sunday, Sunday, August 14th. At 4 p.m. Okay. at Refuge Cafe. It's uh, it's really great. I did the show last month, and it was great, but now that I'm going to be taking over hosting, which is awesome. You go get some. Um, I will be back at the comedy studio on August seventeenth. Next at uh, two ACM, weeks. So two Wednesday. Weeks? Mm, two weeks. Yeah, and then um, Iron Furnace. Um, that's in Quincy, and I will. I have a feature set there at seven thirty. What day is that? It is a Tuesday. That's okay. And then on. Um, September 17th, I have a feature set at Battle Royale at Improv Boston, and I will probably be playing Katarina. So. <laughs> She's going to kill it as Katarina. <laughs> I, have feature, I have a feature set as Katarina, so Katarina has a lot to say about the election. Uh, so. I would imagine. <laughs> yes, so, and I put the video link in there as well. Let me scroll up in case people listening to the podcast and they won't have the yeah. opportunity. Uh, let's see. Where is Katarina. it? She's a, she's a gem. It's YouTube. Is it a quicker way to you just type in Penny Oswald and Katarina? Would that be a quicker I'm way? Penny to... Oswald. Um, I, I said you. Oswald. I'm sorry. Because you know, 
My friend had typed, he typed it in, he goes, Oswald for, you know, fucking you, Dr. Who. I'll send you the link again. Um, Let's see. Yeah. Oh, no, I have it. It's, I wanted to verbalize it for people listening to podcasts. So it's youtube.com. So it's watch question mark V equals sign seven LQ. You don't have to do that. Let me just put this in again. That's too much. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. If you type in Penny Oswind and Katarina, you probably find it. There you go. I mean, I I unlisted it for now, but I'll probably take it off unlisted. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) So she's got a lot to say. So anything, so those are your shows coming up. You mentioned one date, and then you didn't give me, you said the furnace, but you didn't tell me the date. Oh, that's August 30th. August 30th at the furnace down in Quincy. All right, yep. good. So we have yeah, all that for you. Yeah, that's a good show. Um, I'm just like obviously looking for more shows mm. and just like hustling and bustling and yeah. Well, very cool. Well, Penny, thanks for being part of the show. You've been fantastic, man. Now I know more about Pokemon. <laughs> check that out. And uh, so this is Penny Oswin, everybody. Check her out. Definitely follow her. Very funny. She's going to be down on the late, uh, the dates that she listed at the Iron Furnace and then at the studio and she's performing Katarina. As a hosting thing, and that would be good too. So, but Penny, thanks for being part of the show. Really appreciate it. That was great fun. Thank you so much for having me. All right, thank you, darling. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Penny Oswin, everybody. <laughs> Penny Oswin, so funny. Oh my god, <laughs> the story about the creepy guy falling. That's a great story. That is a fantastic story. Guys, we're going to wrap the show. But before we do, let me tell you where I'm going to be this coming weekend. I will be at the Kowloon in Saugus, Mass. I think Robbie Prince is actually headlining that show. And I'll be middle in that show. But I love middle in the Kowloon because you're in and you're out and the food is good and everything's good. So that's what we got going on. So let me get ready to do this. And... That's the show, guys. Hey, uh, if you don't want to be, a, if you want to be a sponsor, guest, or leave a comment, please email the show radioirregardless at gmail.com. Call the hotline 978-219-9294. Next week, August 10th, comedian guest Anthony Capobianco will be joining us. We'll see you next week. This has been Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuis. All music and audio clips used, property of their respective copyright owners. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2016. All rights reserved. Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello.